say, need a break from news about uh, coronavirus? Tired of watching the market plummet? Aren't we all? Hello, everyone. It's Matthew DeMello, your host of The Fiona Show, hot off the press, cross-border solutions, weekly transfer pricing in the news podcast. Here we deliver the latest on intercompany transactions around the globe. New regulations, stronger audit teams, the latest on country-by-country reports, you name it, and we've got it right here. Because after all, the coronavirus will come and eventually go. But tax authority scrutinizing transfer pricing? Sorry, that's here to stay. We certainly don't blame you if you're tired of hearing about Altera versus the IRS. I mean, who isn't? But the company is far from calling it quits. In fact, the Intel subsidiary has petitioned the Supreme Court to review the Ninth Circuit Court's June 2 to 1 ruling in favor of the IRS, which determined that Altera should have included stock based compensation as part of a cost sharing arrangement with its foreign affiliate. Altera has a lot of support on its side. The IRS, not so much. On March 13th, 18 former tax officials from 14 countries, including the UK and Germany, urged the U.S. Supreme Court to hear Altera's appeal. The issue at stake, the arm's length principle. Since Altera wouldn't have to include the stock options in an arrangement with an unrelated party, then they shouldn't be included in a related party transaction either. Isn't that what the arm's length standard is all about? The decision has huge implications and not just for overly supportive tech companies who would also be held to the same costly standard. If the ruling stands, the number of disputes between the U.S. and other countries could increase, too, as income allocation wouldn't exactly be cut and dry. A highly publicized case and a lot riding on the outcome for many around the globe. Good luck, Supreme Court. It's going to be hard to pass on this one. Given the COVID-19 panic, the OECD canceled the planning public hearing scheduled for March 17th on country-by-country reporting. We know no St. Patrick's Day parade, no CBC public hearing. How are you supposed to fill your time? The good news is the organization promised a 2020 review of country-by-country reporting. And true to its word, on March 9th, the OECD released 79 comment letters on CBC reporting for MEs. Here's the scoop. Business administrators think the country-by-country reporting data should be exclusively for tax authorities. Well, what did you think they were going to say? Non-governmental organizations or NGOs want country-by-country reporting to be public. Again, tell us something we don't know. 33 U.S. lawmakers chimed in, too, claiming that they can make better policy changes when they have public information. The lawmakers went so far as to say the model should be aligned with the Global Reporting Initiative standards for public country-by-country reporting, gulp, and that the 750 million euro group threshold for filing country-by-country reporting should be lowered so that more MEs will have to file. Hardly great news. Still, there are a few less obvious observations, too. The Japan Foreign Trade Council argued that changes to the report's actual format should be nominal so as not to increase compliance costs for MNEs. And Action Aid wants to see improvements with the way we exchange information because often low-income countries don't get country-by-country data simply because the exchange process is too complex. And you thought Pillar 1 and Pillar 2 debates were tricky. 
Belgium's audit cycle is about to begin, and tax authorities are thinking this round will bring a significant number of audits and adjustments. For multinationals, that means, uh, well, uh-oh. If you happen to be on the receiving end of an audit questionnaire, know a few things going in. First, the Belgian tax authorities mean business. More and more tax inspectors are getting educated specifically on transfer pricing issues, and tax authorities are putting that education to good use. The transfer pricing audit team will hook up with regional tax inspectors and provide technical transfer pricing expertise on standard corporate audits. Read between the lines, people. You're on the verge of a transfer pricing audit. The country also has introduced a software-based risk assessment system. So if you get hit with a transfer pricing audit questionnaire, i.e. step one of the investigation, the tax authorities pretty much know they're on to something. As always, documentation compliance, yep, we're talking master file, local file, and CBC report is your best defense. And speaking of that transfer pricing audit questionnaire, it's 30 questions and your answers best be consistent with your documentation or it's safe to say you'll be spending a lot of time with the TP audit team. Give us five minutes and we'll give you a lot of news. Am I right? Don't miss a beat. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and we'll deliver the goods on transfer pricing every week. And hey, you might as well subscribe to our anchor podcast, The Fiona Show, where we dive deep, and I mean like ocean floor deep, into the transfer pricing front every week. This is Matthew DeMello, and I host, edit, and engineer this podcast. Our executive producer, Mary Lynn Mitchum-Strom, writes our scripts. Until next time, keep up the hand-washing, practice social distancing, cue up the Netflix, and be well. Be well.